Welcome to Blackhawks Insider, the official podcast of the Chicago Blackhawks, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. I'm Carter Baum, and coming up on today's very special episode, Patrick Sharp and I speak with Patrick Kane on the eve of his 1,000th NHL game coming up on Tuesday in Dallas. It's a live episode recorded in front of several hundred Blackhawks season ticket holders. Patrick has a special message for them ahead of his thousandth game. We dive into his career, his incredible season in his 14th year, all that and more coming up on today's episode of Blackhawks Insider presented by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers. It's all about the drive. Hey Blackhawk fans, your local Chevy dealers have an opportunity for you to score big. Are you ready to win an autographed Patrick Kane Chicago Blackhawks jersey? Go to ChevyDrivesChicago.com and register right now. You can't win if you don't enter. Take your best shot. Why not? Someone's got to win number 88's jersey, so it might as well be you. You must be 18 years or older to register. Go for it. Wear what Patrick Kane wears and drive what Kane and Taves drive. Offer ends March 31st. Good to get started. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this evening. Uh, It's great to have some of our great season ticket holders on the line. We've got Patrick Sharp, Patrick Kane. I'm Carter Baum, uh, a live recording of our Blackhawks Insider podcast. Uh, We thought we would talk to Patrick Kane on the eve of his 1,000th NHL game tomorrow in Dallas, and uh, why not have some fans join us as well just to hear from Patrick himself and we'll get started right away. I mean, Patrick, you guys flew into Dallas this afternoon. You've got 999 career games under your belt, 1,000 coming up tomorrow. What's kind of the the mindset right now? Is it Does it seem real? Has it started to sink in that you're going to hit uh, quadruple digits there tomorrow night in just over 24 hours? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's pretty crazy. Um uh, very fortunate to, uh, you know, play for a while. And obviously I think you have to stay healthy as well. Um, started my career at pretty young age. So, um, you know, it's been nice to get a lot of games in. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool milestone. I mean, I was there when Sieves and dunks and, uh, um, some other guys reached it as well. Brad Richards. I remember his thousandth game as well. Um, and just, uh, just a fun night overall to, uh, to share with your teammates. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's been a good ride so far. Sharp, you've been a part of those, uh, a couple of those thousandth games. What, are, what is that atmosphere like for, uh, for a player? How excited is it? Is everyone in the room for a guy like uh, Patrick Kane tomorrow? Yeah, it's a special moment. Uh, I remember the first one I was a part of was Haas played his 1000th game and, I think it was 2013, maybe 2012 before that, but Jamal Mayers was on the team and he said something before the game, something to the effect of like, enjoy it, Haas. The, the whole game's going to stop because of you. We're going to have a ceremony at the start of the game and it's all in, in your appreciation. I thought that was pretty cool. I always like it when the Hawks trot out and everybody's wearing number two or number seven. You know, it's it'll be cool uh, to see Kaner play his 1,000th game. I mean, geez, it seems like yesterday he was 18 years old. Uh, out in Bensonville, getting things started with the Hawks. And here we are. He's got tons of years to play. It seems like every week we're celebrating a milestone for Kane or 400 goals last 
week. Beautiful goal, by the way, Kaner, on, on number 400. You scored a couple this year, having a great season. I wanted to ask you, what's been your favorite goal this year? Because I have a couple off the top of my head. Uh, obviously, the Spinorama backhand one against Carolina will be on that list. Uh, another one against Carolina when you kind of outmuscled a defenseman in a one-on-one and kind of just one-handed it in the back of the net, showed some strength. That was a little bit of a different goal that we've seen from you over the years. The the backhand shelf one against Florida, Bobrovsky was in that. That was a pretty one. Or, or what about that 400 one? What one stands out for you this year? Or is there another one that you like? Um, yeah, I think uh, well, on the spinner M in Carolina, I was trying to go high blocker, kind of missed my shot a little bit there. So uh, I guess I'll be honest with that. When I missed it a little bit and uh, went through, uh, through the seven hole there, through the blocker and body. So. I guess it's nice sometimes when you miss your shot and see it go in. Um, I would say out of out of all those, I mean, the 400th is special just because it's your 400th goal, and it was uh, um, just nice to get that one. But um, the one that I felt the best about after when you really, like, kind of feel it through your body was the one against Florida where, you know, put it through that defenseman stick and just – he was kind of, we were kind of tangled up a little bit and I just, um, you know, had it in like a perfect area on my stick where I could just flip it up in the top shelf. So always fun to see those go in. Um, and, uh, you know, we get back to, uh, the thousandth game ceremonies. I remember when Siebes had his 1000th game and, uh, he went out there and I think they had white carpets on the ice for him. And, uh, he was going going over to give Dana and his kids a kiss and uh, tripped on the carpet, almost fell down, almost took his family down with them. So thank God that didn't happen. Could have been uh, could have been a tough scene, but um, that's something that, uh, you know, even to this day, we laugh about. He always says, whose idea was it to have the white carpets out there on the white ice? But um, Could you imagine yeah. Dana was holding baby Dylan also yeah. at the time? Yeah. He would have taken the whole family out. It would have been a disaster. Oh, and, uh, give him credit. You know, he's got those, uh, he's got those little tiny feet. He was able to, uh, to keep his balance and, uh, and not break everyone down with them. So it was, uh, it was a scary, but funny moment. That's funny. Speaking Speaking of Siebs, who are you, uh, who are you body bagging these days in the locker room? Siebs <laughs> had such a big presence and nobody would ever really kind of give shots towards Siebs, but you were one of the guys that was pretty witty, had some good one-liners, at least when I was around. Who's the, who's going to be the punching bag going forward? Um, Man, I mean, it's like, you know, Siebs, Siebs pulled me aside the other day and, uh, and said that I was retiring, and it's just like, you can't believe it, you know? And just saying goodbye to him today, you know, when we were at the rink and tested and he was taken off to go back home to see his family, he hasn't seen his family in a while, and it's just like, it's just surreal. He's such a great teammate, such a good guy, such a great friend, as you know. Um, and uh, it was like sad when he was when he was uh, when he was saying that because you know obviously he's been such an amazing teammate for a long time and such a great guy and funny guy to have around the room. So we'll definitely miss his jokes. Um, you know, he's a guy. Once he gets rolling, you know, you start laughing at one or two of his jokes. He starts, you know, telling you the third and fourth joke. And it's like, all right, Steve, you should have just quit while you're ahead. You know, you, <laughs> you didn't have to tell that fourth joke, but, um, we actually got a good locker room this year. Sharpie, you'd, you'd enjoy a lot of these, these young guys. Uh, you know, Zadorov's not afraid to speak up. He's pretty loud. So the guys seem to seem to go at him a lot. Um, Stromer's uh Stromer's one of those guys who's a little sensitive so you know 
Um, sometimes those sensitive guys get picked on a little bit more because there's a little bit more of a reaction there. Um, but these young guys are funny too. Like Hagel's a funny kid. Um, Kurashev is uh, is funny. Um, so we got uh, we got a pretty good group in there. Obviously, Dunks is always a guy that I like to kind of jab here and there, and we have fun with each other as well. You touched on uh, Kaner the the thousandth game for Brent Seabrook and uh, the the on ice ceremony. I know you had a, a message that you wanted to share with some of our special season ticket holders that are on tonight. I know tomorrow will be a, a special game for you. Um, and, and traditionally a big ceremony would follow a game like that, but you, you wanted to tell them something very special and kind of, kind of wait for the right opportunity to actually celebrate uh, what tomorrow night's going to mean for, for you and your family. Yeah, I just wanted to, uh, you know, obviously uh, I was supposed to supposed to have my thousandth game at home this year, but there was a schedule change where we had to, you know, reschedule a game in Carolina. So it ended up working out that it's uh, that it's on the road in Dallas. Um, but I think more importantly, I just want to kind of share with the season ticket holders that I think you guys deserve to be there for the for the ceremony. So, um, you know, we're going to wait to. Uh, to celebrate with you guys and um, just appreciate everything over the years, all the support, the 21,000 fans in the building, 22,000 some nights. Um, you know, I think as you get into your 13th and 14th year, maybe you start taking that for granted a little bit. And uh, now that you guys aren't there, we can't wait to have you back in the building and um, just can't wait to hear the roars of the United center again after a goal in warmups after a big win. So, Looking forward to uh, to sharing that moment with you guys when uh, when all is possible. You're sitting here on the eve of game 1000. I want to take you back a little bit. What do you remember about the night before your very first game? October 4th, uh, 2007 would have been the game in Minnesota. What do you remember about that night? And uh, are you a little more calm tonight going into game 1000? Yeah, yeah, probably a little bit. I think... Uh, you know, that year I didn't have a great training camp. So it was like, um, you know, I think we were in a situation where the team was rebuilding a little bit. And, you know, if we had a team that was maybe competing that year, um, I don't know if I would have got the game, to be honest with you. So um, I think they're going to give me the, the nine games and see how I did in those nine games in the regular season and then make a decision on uh, – what was going to happen with me the rest of the year. So um, didn't have a, a great training camp, especially the preseason games. I struggled a little bit. So uh, I remember Denny Savard just pulling me, um, pulling me to the side and just saying, hey, you know, you're here for however long it may be. Um, you might be going back to junior, so you might as well just play the way you know how to play. And that kind of just, um, you know, calmed me down a little bit and made me realize that, you know, um, just go out, play my game that I played my whole life and, uh, and see what happens. And I think that Minnesota game, I was definitely better in that game than I was in the preseason games. And after that, just kind of got better and better, um, you know, throughout the season. So, um, obviously there's bumps in the road as a rookie, but, um, I think my seventh, eighth and ninth game, I had like maybe two points, four points and three points. So after that, I think they said, uh, Okay, we'll keep you for the year. <laughs> I remember that first game, Carter. It was in Minnesota. And uh, Kaner said, absolutely right. We all thought he was going back to junior. And 
after that game, we did lose it one nothing. Kaner was our best player, and we all figured, okay, that's that's the, the player that we drafted, and and we saw a glimpse of the potential. I didn't know he was going to win Rookie of the Year. Uh, he had a pretty good season. It's amazing to think how far he's come in these one thousand games. Savvy, that's a good memory. He was a great coach. You know, if he believed in you as a player, and he believed in a lot of guys. I know he believed in me and you, Kaner. Um, a couple others as well. He would put so much confidence into you as a player. I really like playing for Savvy especially at the time that I did early in my career. I think he helped me out a lot. <clears throat> but for you, thinking of as an 18-year-old kid to, to what, 32 years old now? Yep, 32. I, I see, like, in the media, uh, the fans, even us at NBC, we talk about your leadership now all of a sudden. I don't know if that's because you're 32 years old or if Johnny's not around or you're answering more questions in regards to the team. But I always thought even at 18, you showed those same leadership qualities. and. I want to read a quote to you, if you don't mind. It says, and this was earlier in the season from you, Kaner. A lot of us aren't thinking about developing or what's going to happen or what the outlook is. The goal here is to make the playoffs and see what happens after that. And I bring that up because you said that after the fourth game of the season, and it was an ugly start. I think a lot of people, I mean, I was Googling Owen Power, the defenseman who's going to go first overall this year, <laughs> thinking that the Hawks were going to have that pick for sure. And sure enough, the team rebounds and started to play well right around that time. Is it a coincidence? I don't think so. Um, how does it feel to have an impact like that where some of these guys on the Hawks grew up watching you play and thought that, you know, you were their favorite player and now they're in the same locker room and your voice carries that much weight? How does it feel to be a, a bigger leader in that locker room? Well, it's good. Um, you know, I think... Uh, I play with some great leaders over the years, whether it's, you know, Taser, Dunk, Sieves, yourself, Haas, um, some other veterans we had come in. And yeah, I think you learn a little bit from each guy, but ultimately it's like, you know, I don't want to be any other leader other than myself, right? I, I want to be myself. And the best way for me to lead, I think, is, um, you know, obviously you, you speak up in the locker room if you have to, or you try to get the guys ready for the game in the locker room. Um, I think the biggest thing is kind of buying into what the coaches are selling, um, maybe playing more of a different game than, than I have in the past, not necessarily with, with the puck, but maybe more so without the puck, getting in on the forecheck a little bit more, trying to hunt pucks down a little bit more um, because that's really our team identity is, is uh, skating hard, putting pressure on the puck up ice. So if I can do that a little bit more, I think that maybe speaks um, a little bit, um, you know, to the team game we want to play and uh, has some weight that it carries when I'm doing that. Um, and, you know, I think uh, more than anything, it's just like, you know, you're playing hockey, you're having fun. I think you were that way too. Um, you loved being on the ice and, uh, and you loved playing the game. You loved even, you know, messing around after morning skate in practice with these young guys joking around chirping. And, uh, I think when you're showing, you're having fun and you enjoy being there on the ice and in practice and working hard in practice or, um, in a game, I think that's what, uh, that's what carries the most weight. So I think that's what I try to do the most of. Nice Carter. I, I remember my final year, 2017 or 18, whatever it was, uh, we were in Notre Dame for training camp and we were all talking to these younger kids and Nick Schmaltz was in the room and, and uh, we were talking about our favorite players growing up. And I said, mine was Mike Medano. I liked his style. He was a great player. And Mike Medano, he's of a certain generation. 
Kaner mentioned some of his favorites and Nick Schmaltz was like, uh, my favorite player was, was you, it was Kaner. And I realized like, what your favorite player was this little kid. I mean, I, that's what <laughs> I knew it was time for me to hang up the skates and, and go do something else. But uh, Kaner, it's nice to see you know, be in the old timer in the locker room these days. You mentioned yeah, some of the I mean, young it's, guys. Uh, it's, it's kind of crazy when you hear that stuff, you know? Um, but you know, like I said, I think, when your team's winning championships and, uh, you know, you're making those deep runs in the playoffs, I think that's when kids are watching the most. Right. And man, I mean, we had some really good years. It was, uh, it was fun knowing that like, even in the regular season, we're going to make the playoffs, you know, we have a good chance to, to make a deep run. It's going to be a fun group to be around. We're going to be playing Mario Kart in the, in the hotel on the road trips. Cause we're going to be you know, you're going to try to get good early on in the playoffs because you know it's going to be a long playoff and you want to be, be a good player uh, by the end of this, by the end of the run. So, um, King Boo. Yeah, King Boo, Hoopa Troops. <laughs> Who were you? You were, uh, you were Donkey? Yeah, but then when Madeline was born, I started being the Princess oh, you're, Peach because I Peach. remember yeah, I like the right. blonde hair. That's right. I mean, it's funny the things you remember here. We're talking about my thousandth game and we're talking about playing Mario Kart in the hotel, but um you know just some great memories uh and i think uh you know with this group now i I really believe that we could you know even make a deep run this year um we're playing better i think jeremy's a really good coach he's got a lot of these guys bought into the way he wants to play and when we do that it, it, it really does work and um you know we'll see what happens but uh i think the future's bright here it's funny because you you have so many of these young guys on this roster and we've seen several first NHL goals, first NHL games. There's a lot of reason for them to be excited, but it seems like in a lot of these big moments, it doesn't really feel like anyone's more excited than you out there. I mean, what's it like to be part of this group, this kind of resurgence, these new young blood coming in and really starting to contribute at the NHL level? What, how exciting is that for, for you, someone who has almost played a thousand NHL games now? Yeah, it's good. I think, uh, you know, it, it keeps it fresh too. Um, you know, you see a guy like Hagel come in and how hard he works, you know, away from the puck and then he gets the puck and he's, he's just, uh, he seems like he finds a way to get the puck back every shift. So, you know, I watch some of these young guys too, and I feel like I can learn from them, you know, little things that they have in their game that they do well. Um, if I can pick out some things here and there and add it to my game, I think it's only going to help uh, help my game as well. Um, you look at a guy like Debrinkat. I mean, he's really taken another step this year. He's a guy that works so hard away from the puck as well. He strips guys. He's good on the back check. Um, he's really developed his his two hundred foot game, um, and he's obviously one of those guys that. Uh, um, when he gets into a scoring area, he's going to score more often than not. So. Um, uh, you know, little things like that, keep it fresh, especially with these young guys, you know, they have a lot of energy. They're excited. They'll probably have even more energy when we see, you know, you great season ticket holders back in, in, uh, in the seats. So looking forward to that and, uh, how fun it will be for them to, uh, you know, hear the anthem and, and, uh, and be there and see the support we get from the city of Chicago. Sharpie, I know you have a couple quick questions on your mind. I want to wrap things up before we let you go, Patrick, with, couple of quick hitters, just looking back over your career, a couple of key moments. Uh, and I want to start with just a couple, a couple of questions. I mean, your first game, we talked about it. 
I think everyone, if there's anyone in the world who can remember every single one of your 999 NHL games, it's you. But uh, that first game, we're going to test your knowledge a little bit here. Do you remember who you played on a line with in game one? Oh. I want to say Yannick Perot is my centerman. And uh, I don't think it was, I don't think it was Sharpie, but I think we got put together in game two. It was me, Sharpie, and uh, Tuomo Rutu. Um, but I, I'm going to say Jason Williams, if that's correct. <laughs> Very nice. I, I don't actually have that one. I have the answers oh. to all the other ones, but <laughs> I figured you would know that one off. Sharpie, do you know off the top of your head? I and thought it was game. Rooney. I knew Yan was the center because Taser yeah. didn't play until like game three or four yeah. or something like that. But no, I couldn't have told you. We weren't very good back then. Not a very memorable roster. Card. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about this one before we got started. Your your first goal. You remember who had the assists on that one? Oh, yeah. We got to throw that one in there. But hey, that's um, not for me. I didn't bring that question up. <laughs> I had that one written down before we even talked about it. Well, I think we were coming down on a two on one and he tried to sauce it over the defenseman's stick and he missed the saucer pass and it went under under the defenseman's stick. But still, uh, no, it was a good pass. I got to give him credit where credit's due. It was a good pass under the D-man stick and right on the tape, just kind of looked up, saw my spot and beat uh, – Jose Theodore. I still like watching that goal, not necessarily for the goal, but just uh, the celebration after, you know, it was with dunks and whiz and taser comes flying in and Sharpie's picking up the puck. So it was, uh, it was a special, special celebration after that one. You scored 400 a couple of days ago and you still celebrate like that every <laughs> single goal. That's what makes your highlights the best, the big time celebration. Yeah, Sharp on the one assist there. You had Keith on the other, the two guys who, aside from Jonathan Taves, have assisted on the most of your goals. Yeah. Uh, I mean, looking back on it as we wrap things up here, looking at all of the regular season games, I know the playoffs are huge moments, but looking at the regular season games, 999, what's your favorite memory that maybe sticks out in your mind? What What is the first thing that comes to mind when you think back over uh, at least some of the regular season games that you've had? I don't know. I think, uh, I guess the first things that come to mind is probably, you know, going back to Buffalo playing there for my first time that was uh that was pretty special um you know even the the welcoming that this the uh, sabers organization gave me um have my grandpa drop the puck and those kind of things buffalo hometown kid coming back and playing that was uh that was pretty special um i think up up to that point i hadn't scored in 11 or 12 games either and uh once again sharp dog set me up um behind the net little backhand pass in front so it was uh it was nice to uh to score that one that was like maybe 10 minutes into the game as well so it was uh it was pretty crazy i didn't score for a little bit and then score coming right back to buffalo kind of shows what the adrenaline can do in a game like that but um yeah there's a lot of special moments you know um tough to just pick one well it's been uh it's been fun to watch you continue to play and continue to play uh as Sharp was saying, at your highest level almost right now, you know, reaching a thousand games. I think uh, it's been fun to watch this season. We wish you the best of luck tomorrow and enjoy the night. Um, obviously, it'll be exciting whenever we can finally hold the full celebration with all these great season ticket holders in the building at the United Center. But uh, Patrick, thanks for giving us a little bit of your time tonight and uh, best of luck tomorrow and enjoy it for sure. Carter, I got one more question. It's yeah, the go most for important it. Important question. We haven't asked it yet. How's PTK3 doing? 
Oh and yeah. More importantly, is he going to shoot right-handed or left-handed? The fans <laughs> want to know. I tried putting the left hand to stick in his hand. He seems like he might be might be a righty. So Uh-oh. we'll see. Uh, we'll see. It's still a little early to tell, but um, he's uh, he's awesome. I mean, just you know, obviously it's tough leaving him when you're on the road for a couple of weeks. Um, I never really knew what you guys were going through when you're leaving leaving your family and your kids, but uh, you know, it's tough. And uh, actually, my parents were able to come up uh, this past weekend and meet him for the first time. So he's almost four months. So they've been waiting a little bit to uh, to meet him. So um, PTK one, PTK senior, had a little tear in his eye when he met him for the first time. So it was uh, it was pretty <laughs> wild to see. But he's uh, you know he's amazing. It's uh, it's crazy how you can get a picture. Uh, um a video after a bad game or something and um you know usually i'd be pissed off for a little bit all of a sudden you feel like a first star when when you see the the video or a picture of him so it's been uh it's been amazing what a blessing in my life nice well, it was awesome talking to you buddy stay yeah. healthy and warm ups tomorrow wear the helmet watch <laughs> out for pucks get that 1000th game on your belt and we'll talk to you soon thanks buddy yeah nice yeah. talking to you guys and, and and the season ticket holders as well thank you guys for all the support over the years that will do it for this very special episode. Catch Patrick Kane's 1,000th NHL game Tuesday night in Dallas, 7.30 puck drop on NBC Sports Chicago. Thanks once again to Patrick for giving us some of his time ahead of a monumental game for him, a very special night as well. For Patrick Kane and Patrick Sharp, I'm Carter Baum. We'll see you next time on Blackhawks Insider, presented by Chevy Drive Chicago. Drive what Kane and Tapes drive.